better run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, bloods are rush. I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. On the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to And welcome to episode 266 of Blurds R Us. Um, on the last episode, I did tell you guys that, you know, we're going to be a lot more sporadic than we have been in recent times, um, purely because we're coming to that Christmas, wintery time, work's mm-hmm. a bit hectic, football's a bit hectic. Um, on the footballing side, man, I'm enjoying my coaching. Uh, my team is currently 4-0. and uh, no points conceded against my defense. Um, offense is starting to click as well. Uh, I'm like nothing against the other teams that I've I've coached or people that I've coached for, but like it's nice when like the kids like rate your coaching and like they're just taking things on board and like yeah they still make mistakes but like you know you show them something you create something and like they just kind of like implement it straight away and um, yeah like it, it, it's you know we're not like. We're four and zero, but like our division is tough in it. We're in a tough division. Mm. Like, if I'm like honestly, I think Greenwich should have beat us, um, but we beat them eleven nil. Um, you know the case was UCL. I think that one was nil nil un- until the last drive of the game where we scored a beautiful touchdown to win us the game. Um, like so, yeah, it's not like you know our team is like OP and everyone's just scrubs like we're in a tough division like everyone yeah. in a sense isn't too far off in the terms of same ability um we don't have like any like like you know like sometimes when you're a uni boy yeah uh, like do you remember were you you were there when we uh when we went up against um bruno and they had like road on that like played gfl um, oh i just said i said i just said i coached that year because i remember i took a year that was the year i didn't coach oh uh, so basically like you know generally everyone in the division div two and div one you generally have, you know, the same kind of athletes, the same kind of personnel. Do you know what I mean? But then this this one team had a guy that was just an absolute beast. Like it was like a prim. He was basically it was, it was, it, it, it was like he was a he guy, was a man among children. Yeah, he should he should have been playing like Premier League level. Yeah, so had a bit of a technical issue there. So I want to keep an eye on the recording just to make sure that you know nothing too funky happens. Um, but yeah, I was just basically saying that this kid was above our levels and he absolutely ruined our game plan. Um, but yeah, no, nah, really enjoying my time with KCL, um, enjoying the new coaches that I'm I'm working with. And um, yeah, hopefully, you know, the journey could continue and um, we can go as far as possible. Like, you know, you you, you have to do the whole coaches speak um, one game yeah, at a time, which we we generally are doing. But like the the dream and the plan is obviously to like go deep in the playoff and hopefully win division two. Um, now the maddest the maddest thing is yeah, 
Um, our next game is against Kingston. Now, I was with Kingston for 11 years before I left them in the summer gone to join KCL. So it's actually wild that like, if we beat my former team, we're promoted and we're into playoffs. So um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of juice going into this game. Do you know what I mean? There's a it's almost like a, a, a revenge match in it. Yeah, is it this Sunday? It's this Sunday, and it should be at Ooh, Greenwich Avery. Hall. I was saying, wait, are, are you playing at home or away? So no, we're, 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 nah, we're playing at. Do you know what? Yeah, I actually would have liked to have played at Tolworth. Because again, it was just been like sweet memories, the the whole walk down all the way to that fucking field and, you yeah. know, the canteen bit. And it would have it been nice if it was at Tolworth. I probably would have preferred it to be at Tolworth because that's just a little bit closer to home. Yeah. Uh, but no, like, uh, you know, Cam's already said he's going to come down and Umar and them lots said they're coming down. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a fun reunion, you know what I mean? Like it's just playing for Kingston now. Obviously, Jared's still at Kingston, so you know, like a lot of like players that are you know I coached are gonna be still there. Um, you know, a lot of the coaches that you know, I, um, like I've coached with yeah, over the years. It's, yeah. it's it's gonna be it's like I was, I was joking to one of our friends. It's gonna be like when um, Mike McCarthy went back to Green Bay Packers to face Aaron Rodgers again. It's gonna it's gonna <laughs> always have that kind of element to it. Um, yeah. But no, I'm I'm excited, man. Like. It's gonna be a good game. They they're currently one and two. Is it one and two or two and one? I think they might I be one remember. and. I think I think they're one and two. Yeah, I think they're one and two. They just they they beat UEL fourteen nil. Fourteen nil. Yeah, so that's that, that, that's that's a good result for them. Um, and yeah, and right now we're we're a little bit beat up in it. Like we got a lot of injuries, but you know it's our last game before Christmas. Um, you know the 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 boys and the girls are gonna have to just like rough it out and then they get like what two three weeks off for christmas period and hopefully can come back rejuvenated for hopefully a, a very deep playoff run um and also like exiles we just started up uh we had a taster session last saturday uh that was pretty good um we've changed grounds now we're now at like westcombe park rugby club um it's only maybe like for me it's actually not that bad i think it's like a 45 minute drive so it's actually not that bad. I think before where we were before where we played our home games was maybe like forty minutes. So even though it's like a little bit, we've moved a little bit further into Kent. It's not as far as you know I thought it would be. Um, and I think we're also looking at experimenting with training on Saturdays. So quite mm-hmm. similar to Stallions as well. So um, that could be quite in- intriguing. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, as, as, as a player who's trained on Saturdays, I'll say train on Saturdays, especially if it's Saturday morning to early afternoon, is actually a good thing. It gives yeah. you the rest of the week, weekend, sorry, to do whatever else you want. Mm. And then, was it, you can, you know, heal a little bit um, yeah. before work week again, rather than yeah. doing so, the healing. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we're, one day I you're think back we're dying in your, in your office chair. Yeah, so I think we're at West Coast Park. I think it's um, like 9.30 meet time for a 10 to 12.30 practice. Uh, so if anyone's listening to this from the UK, based around South London, Kent sides, and you want to come give a hand at American football, um, definitely slide into the DMs and I'll give you the details. Um, I'm trying to bribe Martin into coming down uh, and joining <laughs> my team and joining my squad um, because I've been telling Martin for like like five years he's he's better than a Div 1. No, no disrespect to Div 1, people that play in Div 1, but you know, as an athlete, you always aspire to play 
the best level of competition. And um, he spent last year playing with London Blitz. Um, Which was a very good experience. The level, I mean, playing at London Blitz alone showed me just how good other people are. And mm. that, this, that basically, I haven't hit my ceiling. I am 30, but I haven't hit my my playing ceiling just yeah. yet. So yeah. I mean, there's more for me to experience. There's more of the game to understand. So definitely playing at uh, the premiership level competitive one is it's a huge jump in ability basically everyone is either as good as you at least as good as you or better there's mm. no you, you'll struggle to find players who are worse than you yeah that's what i'll say yeah so you know i'm trying to pinch martin i'm trying to uh recruit um a couple of guys that are you know friends like again as well as like trying to make my team better it's I have a, a, a friendship with some of the guys I'm trying to bring down, so I just know that like it will add to the team chemistry. Like I'm trying to get Paddy down, I'm trying to get Ish down. You know, um, yes, they're gonna obviously improve the overall like depth of squad, but also like it's nice when you're going to football, you have some of your friends around you. So I'm just trying to you know just increase that element, and obviously we're hoping to have a good year. Like uh, the Prem is super competitive. Um, obviously like the likes of Warriors and Blitz normally like lead the way but in recent years like um, what Bristol have been coming along quite nicely yeah um, Bristol you know we're, we're hoping to make some changes and improve as well um, and stay competitive um, so yeah no like literally it's a good time um, I don't know how, what, what the future holds but potentially this might be my last year coaching um, adult football Um just because like doing uni doing coaching like it's during the summer it's a lot in it and like i'm about to get married have my own house and live with my missus for the first time i don't know how she's gonna appreciate like i think because we don't live together now she's like mm, yeah if i don't see you thursday sundays and tuesdays it's not too bad but i feel like when we live together i'm just like yeah bye babes i'll get i'll get coaching and, and out, I, out of the house almost every yeah uh, and then work yeah, it, working as day. well and getting a little yeah. bit older i don't know how much i can like keep it up um and also i might just want to just take just just a little bit of a breather enjoy myself enjoy myself my summer you know maybe go around um visit some other clubs in terms of like putting my name out there in terms of just like the coaching sphere because like in the last couple of years since like i've like taken like my coaching like proper serious i've always said that at some point i want to like go and coach gb um mm -hmm. and to do that like i need to learn more like one of the good things about where i am now is that like i'm working with like gb level um af uh, some of the coaches that i'm with are gb level uh players so like I'm learning a lot more about like the secondary and how best to run certain coverages and how best to like um, combat certain root co uh, route route concepts. Um, so yeah. you know I'm just constantly learning, constantly trying to improve, trying to be a better coach, uh, be a better coordinator. Um, you know I think I've mellowed out a little bit in terms. Of I'm not like I'm still super passionate. Don't get it twisted. Like, but I'm not so shouting at my players and like being super demanding like i'm more like hey what could you have done better here but don't like, don't get just like sometimes if i'm pissed off yeah the players get it boy like <laughs> i'll be like what the fuck was that like they they'll they, they still get a blast if they need a blasting but i'm now a lot more like delegating to my coaches you know like listen to their advice when it comes to like game plans and stuff like that managing personnel um so yeah I, I i would like to think that 
I'm I'm maturing as a coach and I'm getting a lot better at it and um, not being so um, wanting to do everything and like allowing coaches to coach and uh, giving them the autonomy to kind of just like trust that they can do things uh, but also at the same time like you know you, when you, when when things are going wrong, yeah, the head coach like doesn't go shout at they, them. He yeah. comes and shouts at you and be like, "What the? Why is this going?" I'm like, "I don't know, coach. Like, I told him <laughs> to do this. He's like, well, fix it.' I'm like, "Ah, oh, god damn it!" And I say to them, "Look, guys, yeah. yeah, like when things go wrong, yeah, you lot don't get the bollocking. I get the bollocking. So if I'm getting the bollocking, yeah." I'm coming You're getting blocked as well. Yeah, time. you lot are getting bullet by me in it. Like I'm not the only one getting blasted. Yeah, I'm sharing the blasting. So um, <laughs> no, nah, it, it 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 it's been a great experience, man. Um, you know, like regularly having like twenty kids to coach as well. Um, you know, compared to some of the 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 bad numbers that we had when we were at Kingston due to like coming back from COVID and stuff. Yeah, um, it was mainly COVID and people yeah. live meaning yeah, that yeah exactly like again I'm happy that I'm see, like again some people might think I'm bitter like I'm happy that Kingston's doing well do you know what I mean like when when I left there was a fear that they might not even have enough players to have a season so to see the fact that they've managed to complete three games I'm happy for them innit? and I hope that yeah. you know obviously not this year but I'm hoping next year they, they, they continue to prove and um, hopefully get promoted as well um, yeah. you know again like it's my old team I've got, got forced out but I want them to do well because um, I've been with them so for so long. Like there's the kicks the Cougars will always have a, always have a special place in my heart in it. Um, mm. And then uh, wedding stuff. Um, to be honest, yeah, wedding stuff. Dell's pretty much smashed most of it already. Yeah, it's just now finding the funds to pay for shit. Like all the almost everything is booked. Everything is sorted. There's like a plan for literally everything I can think of. We just now, between now and March, need to have all the funds ready to just pay, you know, pay the venue, pay the food people. Um, hopefully, we're going to get our suits in January. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I need to, I'm, I need to keep, hopefully try to keep cutting some weight down because I want to get my suits in February. And um, yeah, man. So that is the reason why we might not be recording every week, um, but we will record when and where we can and give you guys some details um at the end of the podcast um what i will do um is i will uh plug some of the like shows that we're affiliated with so if for whatever reason we haven't dropped an episode in a while you can go check them out for your anime content or your pop culture content or your your gaming needs um and support our friends in it because they support us so we would like you that you support them as well so uh you know, if you are listening to us for the very first time, uh, we at Bloods R Us have a very unique rating system. Uh, we call it the chicken rating system. If we think something is absolutely dead, it gets bones. Next up is a quarter chicken, half chicken, a free piece, and as the creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. Now, I am going to start off first um, and say some of the things that I've been watching. And if Martin's watched it as well, uh, I'll get his feedback on it as well. Uh, I have been an absolute failure. Uh, I am still on Andor episode 9. I got what episode oh, 10, 11, 12. I think there's 13 episodes out now. Bro, I stopped at 10. <laughs> you stopped at 10. So yeah, we, we I think we've both yeah. stopped at 10. Um I will I will catch up. Like it's not that 
Um, I'm not enjoying the show. Like, I think if I would give it a half chicken for the ten episodes I've seen so far, like it's a bit of a slow burn. It's a bit different to your usual Star Wars. Like, um, if I was to give my rating, I'd say it was a quarter chicken mm. until episode seven, and it was only because of the prison break stuff that bumped it up to a half chicken. Um, I'd say the prison break stuff was probably a three piece, mm. but because it's been a quarter chicken for so long, just yeah. having the prison break scene. Does, is not enough for, for me to bump up to a three well, I don't, think, but, I don't, I don't um, know if I've watched the I'm prison. hearing mixed reviews on it I don't know if well we haven't actually seen the whole prison well I haven't seen the whole prison break scene but like it's alluding that they're gonna break out of the prison yes yeah so yes. Well, I'm on episode so, 10 I think after yeah, we finish before. recording um, you know I'm probably gonna catch up on, on Spy Family and then I might watch it um, next up Inside Job Season 2 uh, I give it a half chicken um, similar to Season 1 it's okay. It's not like the most funniest thing in the world. Um, but like, I laugh sometimes. Other times I'm just like, eh, is this really for me? Um, have you seen Inside Job? Yeah, I've seen it. I enjoyed it. Um, watched all season two. I, I also give it a half chicken. Um, this season, what it does well is that it explores um, characters' relationships with each other a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially the uh, side characters. So it's it's good in that aspect because it does expand the knowledge on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like you, Nana, it's, it's a bit of a mixed um, bag for me. So I gave a half chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, some things could have been done better, I, I believe. I, 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 get, I think it's just writing more than anything. Yeah. Um, that can be improved on. But other than that, um, half chicken. Um, I I still say definitely watch it. If it's not, even if you're not gonna watch it, and concentrate on it 100, percent you can have it in the background and have a few laughs yeah. here and there. Away. Yeah, it's not saying that you like you need to super focus on. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, next up is Cuphead season three. I'm surprised like they've made three seasons of Cuphead. Um, again, yeah, like, I'm surprised Netflix didn't cancel it after yeah. the first season, man. It's funny though, like I do, I do like it. Uh, again, I'll give you a half chicken, uh, which is not the worst rating in the world. Um, I like the animation style. I like some of the humor. Um, and again, it's just a nice, easy watch, isn't it? You don't have to be super concentrated. It's not like a super in-depth storyline you got to follow. Um, like I did like they they gave the devil a lot more to do this season. Um, he featured in it a lot more, and it made me laugh quite a bit. Um, but yeah. Uh, half chicken. Uh, you have you watched Cuphead? Are you up to date with Cuphead? I'm not up to date on Cuphead. I think I've only seen the first few episodes of season one, so still in the process of watching that. Okay. Um, but right now, I give it a quarter chicken purely because it's it does some things well. I mean, it does remind me of the old Looney Tunes type stuff, just in terms of uh, com- comedic effects um, that they have. Um, I know there's an actual story to it as well, so that's still something that's developing for me. Mm. Okay. All right, so next up is Wednesday. I believe we've both watched Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, so Wednesday follow Wednesday's Adam's year as a student when she attempts to master emerging psychic ability for and solve the mystery that embroiled her parents. Um, this one... So I am not the biggest Adams Family like fan, if that makes sense. Uh, I remember Adams Family, you know. I, you know, remember the cartoon. Uh, this is like, a, a, is it a dramatization of the Adams Family? I believe so, in a sense that it's a, it's a maybe a serious serialization is better because it is a series. Because comp- um, we have had films of the Adams Family, mm. live action films of it. So, 
I'd say it's a serialization of the or live action serialization of the animated series. Hmm. Like, yeah. Anyway, I I think this, it's hard, isn't it? Because I think this is one of those things, yeah, where like if it didn't have the Adams family name, mm-hmm. would it have worked? But at the same time, I think people wouldn't have watched it or given it as much attention if it didn't without have the, Adam's it, without family. Adam's family name. So like yeah. they're, they're in a bit of a, a bad, pl- uh, like uh, between a rock and a hard place. Cause I generally liked what they did with it, but like I can tell that it's not like super true to what you'd expect from the Adam's family. Yeah. But, I enjoyed it for what it was. Do you know what I mean? Like, I liked, um, is it just, just go Ortega? Yeah, just go Ortega. Um, I liked her. Pro- yeah, Jenna Ortega, sorry. I liked her portrayal. Yeah. I liked her portrayal of, um, Wednesday. Um, it was like what I would expect from Wednesday. Do you know what I mean? Like, very stern. Mm. I don't remember seeing the original Adam's Family movie. Um, so I don't really have that in comparison. I probably didn't watch that as family movie. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday was super young in that anyway. Mm. Uh, but in saying that, I mean, I, th- I can't think she would may have been 10 or 12. But in saying that, Wednesday Adams, even in the film, was still a very weird kid, very stoic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Someone who's not, who's, you know, she, she hardly ever reacts to anything that we may find to be disturbing or out of the ordinary. Um, so I think Jenna Ortega's portrayal of Wednesday Adams still captured that. Mm. Um, I what did you think of? Um, oh, I forgot her name. I've just had it in my uh, Gwendolyn Christie Christie as uh, Pr- Principal Weems. Um, I liked her in this one because, to be honest, the only other time I've seen her in uh on the screen was Game of Thrones, mm. and. Um, I think her portrayal of of the principal was. I mean, it was. I mean, she was a decent principal. She. I mean, in the story, we know that she has history with, um, you know, with both um, uh, Morticia and um, I can't. I've forgotten the dad's name off the top of my head. I'm sure it'll come to me at some point. But um, yeah, there's history there. Um, we know straight away there's history there because the obviously they tell us. But also, we see a bit of a dramatization um, in the middle of the series as well. Um, I think she's a good principal. It says, oh, she's portrayed. Uh, she's portrayed this principal in a in a way I, I like because she does truly care for her students, and she also knows that Wednesday Adams is basically her rival's daughter. So mm. it's sort of like she has that extra um, keen eye on her um, more than any of her other students. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, she does help her from um, or save her from certain incidences. Um, she has a lot of patience for her as well, which obviously you can see that uh, because of the relationship she uh, they both have. Um, so, so yeah, I, I I liked it, and it's obviously it's a new character to us as well. I don't think I've ever seen a principal um, like her in any of the Adams Family's series. Um, again, I've watched the Adams Family cartoon in forever i'm talking about the animated series of forever so i have no idea if there's even a principle in that at all yeah. but um i do like a portrayal in in this and I, I i always say that overall in the series because it's um sort of it's a new dramatization if anything because it doesn't really yes there's you have wednesday adams you have the family uh, and all that as well 
but it's done in a way where Wednesday Adams has been updated for obviously 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, you can even see that like, they've, they've different, I mean, other characters have been updated. So um, Uncle Festa, for example, has been updated. Um, you have Pugsley, who's been updated as a character. Yeah. Um, the only two characters that haven't changed at all are probably Lurch and Thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you yeah. know? I actually quite um, liked. So I, think... they, I actually quite liked what they did with Thing. The only thing that was confusing yeah. me was like, how does he see and stuff? But again, it's a it's a it's a magical well, hand. You know it's I mean? a, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but there was just certain moments I was just like, how are they? Because all of a sudden they all could like understand Thing, and I was like, how are they communicating with him? Um, <laughs> I did like the like the magical school, and you had the like vampires, and you had the sirens, and then. You had the werewolves. The werewolves. Um, yeah. I quite liked Enid's character. I thought she was pretty fun. Um, mm. She gave me jokes. Like, overall, yeah. Like, do you know what? Yeah, the only thing that I maybe didn't like um, is I don't think they gave Gomez as much to do. Gomez. And, and I really it. liked... I, I liked... So, when it was announced that Louis... Lu, I want to say Louis... Lu, Louis Guzman was yeah. going to be Gomez, yeah. I quite like that casting because, like, I like that actor. Mm-hmm. Um, in things, in anything that I've seen him in, like, I've enjoyed his portrayal. Um, yeah. So I was like, you know, good for him for getting like a a, a big role in it. And I know a lot of people are, like upset that they were like, why is a Mexican being cast as Gomez? I was like, bruv, it's in his name. His name is Gomez, isn't it? Like, <laughs> what? Where do you think that's from? Do you know what I mean? Um, but I don't think they really gave him much to do. Um, no, but well, the show is called Wednesday, I so know, I know. Right, I mean, we wouldn't have seen much of him anyway. Yeah, um, I guess so. I hope it, if it gets a season two, we get mm-hmm. more of Gomez, Morticia, and Pugsley. Yeah. So um, on that, I I liked Gomez before he got arrested. Mm. In this, sorry, a, a little bit of a spoiler, but it doesn't take away from um, no, the take, story. Yeah. It doesn't take away from the. Um, the Wednesday story at all, Wednesday Adam story. So uh, please bear with us. Um, only because his characterization for me did kind of change. For example, when he went, when he was arrested, it was a very solemn thing. Whereas um, T also mentioned this, whereas, you know, he should be, he'll be, uh, well, I guess the portrayal of him in the old days would be that he's actually, he'll be excited for something like this. Do you know what I mean? Because he's getting locked away in what he would assume, I believe he would assume to be like a torturous thing. Oh, I'm arrested. My freedoms are taken. Blah blah. Oh, how do I get out? And that kind of thing. That's what I think um, Gomez would be thinking, right? Mm. Whereas in this, it was a very solemn thing. You know what I mean? He like the family saw it was was seen as he's actually getting locked up permanently, and um, they all they all because they all took it that way. It felt a bit out of character because. You can imagine if they were, if it was like maybe uh, a dungeon or something like that. Though I'm sure they'll all be super excited. Yes, we get locked up in a dungeon and stuff like that. But mm. this was, yeah, just very solemn, and that was a bit out of character for me. Um, you know, Morticia was was saddened. Uh, Wednesday, you know, felt a bit uh, maybe t- maybe taken aback might be a too strong word, but you know, it, it affected her in some small way, some very small way. But it was enough to know that she wasn't happy with that. I was just thinking to myself, okay, this characterization of them going to prison is not what I would have expected from Wednesday Adams or any anyone from the Adams family. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to take it that yes, it's a dramatization, so maybe it's the case that 
being arrested means that you're locked away or something like that. So we won't get to see you, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's a bit being a riveting story of I got locked up and, you know, I had, I, we had this, this, and this, and this happening in the prison, that kind of thing where, you know, they'd be excited for. Um, so that was the only, that was one of the few, I, I guess, minor things I didn't like about uh, Gomez's uh, characterization mm-hmm. um, in that particular instance. Yeah. But um, I did like his characterization overall. Um, oh, actually, I've just reminded myself. There was another bit um, where it was during, it was during again, a, a, another small minor spoiler, but it, it doesn't take away from the from the series. So this was one where um, he had allegedly killed that student. Yeah. And um, even with that one, I was thinking to myself, okay, why is it, why is it more of a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A whodunit situation. Not, not even a whodunit situation, but for example, the fight that they had, right? And we all know that Gomez is very good at, you know, swordsmanship or whatever, right? Mm. But during that, a teenage Gomez, I just felt like, dude, you're just a random teenager who can't even protect himself from, you know, from someone trying to kill him. And again, it felt out of character for me because Gomez, um, well, well, it's been a from a young age, Gomez has was this like world-class swordsman, this, that, and the other. And it just didn't come across that way to me. Mm. Um, well, yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it definitely wasn't the case in that flashback that they had. Yeah. So he was again, being very, he, he that, was being very defensive and not trying to hurt the guy. Yeah, I would have said, and even as the way it happened was just awful. I would prefer it to be a proper sword fight mm. where they're fighting and then something happens rather than I'm running away from this guy and trying not and try to basically fight for my life or run for my life. Yeah. Um, so that's that's another characterization that I didn't like, and even Morticia. I would. I mean, so for me, the way I would have done that scene would be: this guy's obviously out to do whatever. He gets to a sword fight with Gomez, and it's a, it's a really cool sword fight. Morticia, you know, sits down um on the side and just watches the watches the fight unfold. And every time you know, um, Gomez scores a nice slash or something like that. She claps or whatever the case is, and every time she he he gets slashed or whatever the case is, maybe she's a bit shocked or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Just something else. Just I just would have liked yeah. to see that dramatization done differently from what we got. Mm. Um, basically, um, I didn't like how Pugsley was portrayed because Pugsley was getting bullied. I expected Pugsley to have been bullied, and then his revenge would have been I don't know maybe create a um, a bomb or something like that, so just explodes in the face yeah. of one of them or whatever the case is. But like or, a, a typical or, 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 or for thing. him to or for him to do the piranhas, yeah. And then Wednesday, because because I because Wednesday doing the piranha stuff, right? That could have been in addition to Pugsy getting revenge on them. So firstly, Pugsy gets revenge on them. Then Wednesday does blah blah, and the reason why Wednesday gets kicked out is because she's blamed not only for the piranhas but also for the other thing because she's covering her brother. I would prefer that much better than. Just seeing Pugsley being bullied yeah. and him not doing anything about it because the family is psycho. Let's not get it twisted. Like yeah. if if, if Pugsley is a demolitions expert, um, apparently, or he's one of those that you could torture him. He's like Uncle Fester. It's like mini Uncle Fester. Like you could torture him in terms of drowning him, um, put him in weird contraptions and stuff like that. And he just takes it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You electrocutes him. He takes it. Then all of a sudden, seeing him getting bullied and him not even retaliating or anything like that, as in. Again, Pugsley not the kind of guy to just go up to them and start beating them up, but he could do other Adam style stuff yeah. to get yeah. them. And that we didn't we didn't see that. So I felt um 
I didn't I didn't like his portrayal in, yeah. in that aspect either. Felt a little bit um, cheated so, to the character. Yeah, so overall I give I give all of um Wednesday um a half chicken because although I like Wednesday's characterization because you do have to remember that she's put into not just a normal school where she does the piranha attack, but she's also put into a school with people essentially like her, like you know, werewolves, vampires, monsters, this, that, and the other. So you do see Wednesday in a new environment where people are almost like her. People are used to seeing scary things off. I mean, off like used to seeing people transforming into werewolves, you yeah, know, there being things. you're just just weird stuff that normal human beings wouldn't see. So it's nice to see in that aspect. However, some characterizations could have been better done. Um, certain situations could have been better written. Um, and I think also we have to remember that for a lot of us, I believe a lot of people watching Wednesday would be people who've already seen the Adams family from years ago mm-hmm. and new people. So you do get that mixed, uh, mixed, the mixed review. Mm. Yeah, I think I enjoyed this a little bit better than you did. Uh, I would give this a free piece. And um, I really hope that Netflix doesn't cancel it and we get a, a season two. Because I'll be yeah, curious Netflix to see... Yeah, stop cancelling. <laughs> yeah, I'll be curious to see where they take this and, like, if they introduce other characters. Because... Was is it Lurch? Lurch didn't really do anything Lurch. other than be the driver. Um, he's the butler. He's uh, minor. Yeah, but out of four, you know, they'd incorporate him a little bit more. Um, I'm school like Rambo. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna see um, what they do with the siren story with the mum that wants to mm. take her away. Um, yeah, I, I, I wanna see where they take things because there's some loose ends that haven't been you know wrapped up and she's got like a a stalker as well so i want to see like who that person is so and do you know what yeah for um even though like i saw it from a mile away who the villain was gonna be i still liked how they revealed it i still liked how they like tried to put elements of doubt in your head that it wasn't um who you thought it was but when he hugged her and whispered was like how does it feel to lose i was like oh shit like yeah like again even though i was like yeah it's this guy but i still liked how they revealed it i thought that was just really clever i really enjoyed that yeah i mean for me i don't i don't think that was so much a clever reveal but i because I, I always knew that it was him yeah right but also i also suspected it was um one of the other characters that we see in the um in the series um in specifically in the school so i knew that i i kind of had my doubts already about those characters but um i don't know i i I don't know whether i felt like the the review was a bit lazy or whatever the case was no i but i um, I enjoyed it because again like there was there was two there was two reviewers in it like and again like i said like if you're someone that has got a little bit of know-how you you put two and two together quite easily. Um, yeah, very, very yeah. you could do that in the first five episodes. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, no, I, I I quite enjoyed the reveal, man. I I thought it was quite fun. Um, hmm. All right, next on my list, let me put it up. Um, is oh okay. Do you know what we haven't done trailers in a while? Um, so let's talk about a couple of trailers that recently dropped from. I, I'm assuming it was the Brazil Comic Con. Um, okay. so first up we've got Transformers Rise of the Beast now I yeah. know a lot of people were you know slowly getting fed up with the Transformers movies but like I mm. really enjoyed pretty much every single one um, give me giant robots fighting each other and I'm gassed in it um, now I always 
always enjoyed Beast Wars more than I did Transformers. Like, yeah, I, Beast Wars is really good with the story I as well. I loved that, yeah. So when they teased that there was rumours that they're going to be doing um, a Beast Wars film, I was just like injected into my veins. Give me that straight away. Like, don't give me nothing else. Just give me Beast Wars. Like, I don't need to mm-hmm. see the other Transformers robots. I don't need to see humans. Just give me, uh, it, almost in a sense, an Elseworlds story um, that focuses just on Beast Wars. Um, yeah. They haven't exactly done that. Um, they've kind of incorporated the Beast Wars into the current storyline that we've got so far. So we're going to see um, an Optimus Prime and an Optimus Primal. I can't remember that it was Yeah, Op- Op- Optimus Primal. So yeah, we're going to be getting both those characters. Um, yeah, man. Like The only thing from the trailer that I didn't see is I didn't see Rat Trap. Yeah. But I'm hoping that's just because he's in the film and they just didn't show him in the trailer. Because that would yeah. be cool to see. That would be a cool little surprise to have, you know, for those that, you know, are familiar with Beast Wars. Um, yeah, man. If I had to rate this trailer, I'll give it a whole chicken. It got me really excited. It got me hyped. Uh, and I cannot wait for it. Uh, what did you think of the trailer and what's your rating? Um, yeah, I mean, the trailer was all right. The reason why I say it's all right is because... Um... <laughs> So for me, I do want to see less humans. I think humans are very much an aside, but I do understand how they need to be incorporated in the Transformers um, films because as a Transformer, you you being an alien visitor, you still need to be able to navigate um, the human world and you can't have a a hologram in every single scenario. Do you know what I mean? You need to have some level of human interaction. Um, But I want it to be a story that has maybe fewer humans involved so um if anyone remembers the transformers animated series um this was transformers armada i think they did it pretty well you only had three teams and then they sort of had to hide the fact that you know the transformers were in their lives and this and that um through different scenarios so even keeping it a secret amongst their their families and friends and things like that so i would prefer to see a bit more like that um so I'm, I'm interested to see. I'm interested to see if they'll actually do it like that, where you know you don't need the U.S. government or whatever the case is always on their case. Or if that's the case, then it's a very small division, much smaller than we've seen in previous Transformers films. Yeah. Um, but I did like. All right, so I don't like the designs of the um, uh, what's it called the Transformers yeah the maximals that's what we called okay um because beast wars the whole part of them of beast wars is that they blend in with the rest of the animals around them so it's of seeing this massive metallic um gorilla you would see maybe a massive no not so massive but you see you know a big gorilla like actual actual um real life gorilla mm. But that's not the case. Maybe in the film they'll see that there's some sort of um, uh, camouflaging, um, whatever that they have that may make them similar to you know actual animals. But for the trailer, all we got was um, you know we saw a few of them with you know I guess <laughs> metal around them. I was thinking, come on, man, it's supposed to be blended in with our environment. What's going on here? Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, what's the ex- what the explanation for that is? Yeah. Um, by saying that, I do like the whole premise of it that you know it's a threat that not even Optus Prime has faced before. Um, I'm because I'm a huge fan of Beast Wars. I also know that there's a time um, dilation, mm-hmm. which meant that 
at the time that you had the um you had the maximals arrive on earth you also had the um you also had the autobots land on earth and what happened was that the autobots have been on earth for i guess centuries and had just died out the spark was dead mm-hmm. um and the maximals obviously optimus prime being the um progenitor of optimus primal um both being primes um it was cool to see that element of it so who knows what happened here but i do have a feeling that it's going to be another time dilation thing where the um where the maximals have arrived on earth through some sort of time dilation they've been there for years all throughout this all throughout the rest of the ventures with um transformers one two and three yeah uh and now that you know the threat's built well the main threat's gone or that kind of threat's gone they need to seek them out and then deal with a new threat so we'll see how the story goes um mm-hmm. so that the story itself i'm interested in um i'm just hoping i'm just hoping that the design choices will change um just so that we get a bit more of what we've seen in the in the animated series yeah a- again like i said for someone that's just a uh, an action junkie yeah like the trailer just looked fun um, oh i give it three piece all the same because i mean do you know how cool it is seeing cheeto like run run against a car going at i don't know over 100 miles per hour i mean that's pretty cool and also like the fact that in in beast wars anyway you do have um the maximals all have characteristics similar to the um original similar, similar to the autobots so yeah. you know optimus prime optimus primal cheetah is um um i almost said hotshot um what's his name bumblebee mm-hmm. um rat trap is um i think rat trap maybe no rat trap is not hotshot oh iron hide is obviously um the rhinoceros Rhinox. um then uh, i guess rat trap would be more similar to um i was thinking rat trap similar to like jazz from the original, yeah. the original music. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what I'd say too. That's yeah. what I'd say too. Um, so there is that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, I give I give it a three piece. I think it'll garner enough attention because it's Transformers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, the trailer, to be fair, was a decent trailer. Um, yeah. You know, it had all the reveals that needed to be in a trailer. Um, the soundtrack was good. The um, shots were good so you know seeing optimus prime will just come out the trees out of nowhere and all of a sudden he's right in your face i thought that was pretty good i thought that was a good way to draw people's attention to it so i'll give it a three piece nice nice um, nice all right so the next one we're going to talk about is the indiana jones trailer um i did not see this one you didn't see it no i didn't some sound there we go um do you know what yeah like it looked fun enough in it like it's indiana jones in it um i'm curious to see it i'll give the trailer a half chicken um, I I'm assuming this is gonna be the last one because that guy oh, is, is <laughs> yeah he 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 ain't gonna be around forever to be kind of doing what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? Like Indiana mm. Jones is like a it's meant to be an action movie with a lot of running around. Uh, it looked funny. It looked like it has some callbacks to the original movie. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it should be fun. Um, is Sheila Booth was Sheila Booth in this one again? No, he wasn't in it. I don't think he's in it. I think they've moved uh, away from that direction. Where he was potentially okay. going to be taking over um, the mantle of Indiana Jones. Yeah, she did take over. I mean, I know that Kingdom of Crystal Skulls was, you know, rubbish. Yeah. In my opinion, but I would have still liked to see it. if they really want to continue doing Indiana Jones. I would have liked to see them at least incorporate him. Yeah, no, definitely. Then, I didn't mind him. Story. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, 
I am not a sh- uh, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf hater. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, he's a decent actor. I. I mean, I was just thinking that regardless of what you thought about the King Lord of the Crystal Skulls, I th- I would have still preferred to see him continue it, if anything. But then again, I guess what they can do is just continue Indiana Jones, but just have a different face of Indiana Jones at some point. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, like what they do with James Bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and the last trailer, because it's going to tie in what we talk about next, is Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, right. For me, I feel like this is how you do a trailer. Like, nice and quick, you know, doesn't reveal a lot. We've got a glimpse of potentially who the main villain's going to be. Um, you know, we saw the main characters. We saw um, Zoe Zardana's character. What's her name again? Huh? Gamora. That's the one. Thank you very much. We saw Gamora. Um, yeah, man. Like again, short, snappy, action, fun, good music. It's a great trailer, man. Um, I mean, because she's been missing since um, you know Endgame, so we, we all wanted to know what is she doing, like what's mm. what's happened to her, and then how so, she like, gets back on the team as well. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a decent trailer again. Um, you know, we saw all we now we need to see. I like the fact. Also, this is this is um, a bit into the future. I don't know how many years have passed, but obviously we see Groot is older again. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looking so wham. Yeah, so it's obviously you see baby Groot, and now you've you've seen we've, we've basically seen Groot grow from him being baby Groot to teenage Groot to now you know I guess adult Groot. Mm. Um, so that was that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, because, I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy, for me, has always been one of those jokey ones. So, I mean, I know the comedy is supposed to be there and everything like that. Um, but I give it, I give it, uh, I guess I give it a half chicken. Mm-hmm. I give the trailer a half chicken um, purely because I, th- I don't think anything, I don't think the trailer showed anything spectacular. Um, but allow me to believe that things would be slightly different with this, with this film as well. Well, it is, it is, it is like the first teaser trailer, so we'll probably get more trailers yeah, as it comes yeah. along. Yeah. Yeah, mm. and then that leads us into the Guardians Holiday Special. Uh, Which I'm, I haven't seen. <laughs> you haven't seen it. I thought you had. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, uh-huh. then I'm not going to talk about it. Then I'm going to I want to save that for save, another time. Yeah, save for next. Yeah, save for next recording. I'll have, um, what happened was then. Do you know what? Do, the only thing I will say is, yeah, I completely forgot it had come out, and then I saw spoilers online and I was a bit pissed off because I was like, for fuck's sake, guys. Like, it hadn't even been a day. Like, I was literally scrolling on maybe yeah, that's like... What, that's, what, that's what we do. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, literally scrolling on Twitter and I was like, God, is it, why is everyone talking about God of the Galaxy special? And then, like, kept on scrolling and I was like... Ugh. It wasn't a... Ma- like, it wasn't a spoiler per se because it doesn't, like, ruin anything. It just answers more questions. But, like, yeah. I saw what people got as their Christmas gifts. Um, and that that was what got spoiled for me. But other than that, yeah, um, it's worth checking out. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but it's a, it's a holiday special. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. We'll talk about it more once you've seen it. Uh, what is left on my list? Do, 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 do. Oh, Archer season thirteen. Um, yes. I'm on episode five. Okay. Do you know what? Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed that there was only eight episodes. Um, normally there's a lot more episodes when it comes to Archer. Um, I, I thought that she, this was the season that she passed away on. 
And I thought that they had recorded all of Mallory's scenes already. So yeah. I thought we would get her in this, but she was completely absent. So that was a little bit upsetting. Um, like, you felt you felt her not being there. Do you know what I mean? They brought her up quite a few times. Like, some of the humour that Mallory would have given to certain scenes wasn't there. Um, I still yeah. enjoyed it. Um, I'll give you a solid free piece. Um, but one thing I find with Archer, after, like, season seven... Um, when they go, when he like do, they do all the coma stuff. Every time I watched them the first time around, I didn't love them. Yeah, I thought they were okay. I didn't find them hilarious. It was only on like repeat, repeat watches that I'm like, actually, this season was a lot more funny than I gave it credit for. And then my rating goes up. So I've only seen the see the season thirteen once. It's a free piece. I will watch it again in terms of like, I will probably like watch season one to 13 all the way through. And that normally uh, enhances my rating. Uh, you said you've seen five episodes so far. What do you think yeah. of the five episodes you've seen so far? Okay, so I've actually checked. I'm on the fifth episode now, so I need okay. to watch that. But um, yeah, for me, nothing. I mean, it does, it, without having um, Archer's mum, dad, who I can't remember the name of the act, of the voice act, actress. Um, uh, where's my friend? To look it up. But um, yeah, be- without her being there so far, the, the see it's like the team doesn't feel complete. Um, mm. Obviously, it's, it is that when people pass away, that you know the magic that they bring to um, to the show, to to you know the characters um, is not it's is lost. Right, you can definitely tell there's something missing there. Unfortunately, um, so yeah, it, I mean, she is she is well missed. Um, Moving on from from her, um, sorry, Jessica, yeah. Jessica, Jessica Water played Mallory Archer. Okay, Jessica Water. Yeah, right. Yeah, so uh, you are missed, Jessica Water. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, from the rest of the rest of the characters that we've seen, um, I can see that um, Archer is basically being more Archer, if you know what I mean. So. He, he's like fully recovered from the coma like he's back to archer's best yeah he's back to archer's best but i do feel like there's an element that's missing with him as well as in you could tell that um i don't know he almost has a bit like a baby at times so um obviously there's the need to they need a new team leader they've gone through several team leaders right now or i guess two slash three team leaders right now mm-hmm. um but at the same time, you can definitely tell that um, it maybe Ar- maybe some some just hidden behind Archer, right? So because everyone knows that Archer's a prick, right? Mm. We all know that he goes around doing his own stuff. So um, who was it? I can't remember the guy who the cyborg legs or whatever the case is, right? Um, but um, we know that he gets um, you know he's pulled out of commission for for a while, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's it's maybe it's a Krieger. No, it's not Krieger. Um, no, Krieger's a scientist. Um, anyway, anyway, it's it's the you know gay guy, carbon guy, carbon. Oh, uh, oh, Gillette, 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 Gillette. Yes. So Gillette becomes team leader. I was like, cool. We get to see Gillette being team leader and stuff like that. And he gets stuffed in like episode two, not stuffed, but you know he's. He gets fucked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Episode, episode two story. I'm just like, oh my gosh, why? Because we didn't get to see enough Gillette. And he's just a sassy. He's a sassy guy as well. I think. I think he's like my second favorite character, probably. Um, and yeah, he's just not. 
involved. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So what's happening now? But even with that, right? Um, Archer, Archer sort of wound a bit of a, of a strut and said, um, well, you know, I want to be blah, blah. Now that I'm not blah, blah, I'm just going to not don't really give a shit about anyone else. I'm mm. like, bro, you already don't give a shit about anyone else. <laughs> so so you, you, you're just added extra for sake of added extra, right? I'm like, cool, whatever you do. you. So there is that element that Archer's dealing with that I think obviously part of it is to do with the past of his mother or mm. at least, yeah, his mom not being in the picture anymore. So I guess that's that's what it's alluding to. Yeah. Um, you've seen old episodes, so you know more than me, but... Um, one, one, one thing that I will say for the season, yeah, um, and it's a lovely addition is... Um, Oh, I forgot. AJ? The, yeah, AJ. She is a very cool addition, like yeah. to the cast. Uh, she has some moments that are quite funny and interesting. All right. So uh, I look forward. Right, I look forward mm. to seeing more of her. All right, because where I am, I've seen that she's um, obviously she's a very talented kid when it comes to uh, using all manners of things, right? Because mm-hmm. um, in an episode where IIA is under attack. Um, we can see that she's able to, you know, use pistols pretty well. She has very tight groupings. So basically, she's like a mini assassin. Yeah, she's, she's, she's basically a com- combination of Lan and Archer. Like, yeah, especially the juice thing. <laughs> mm, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind you if they gave, you know, gave Archer like, you know, a couple of years rest, and mm. then like almost in a sense rebooted with AJ. Yeah, that could be. That could be really good. Um, because yeah, even take on I guess even take on the name maybe Agent Archer rather than I guess but you do have AJ that's fairly similar anyway. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be really good to see more more AJ for sure. Um, I yeah, her as a character is, is definitely a good addition. Um, again, just with the dynamics, it it's, it plays. Like I said, I've seen it also. I have no idea what else she's done, but mm-hmm. um. I do want to see a more more AJ, especially seeing her sort of grow up among um, along the years. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm excited for that. Overall, I give currently where I am, I give Archer a half chicken. Okay, okay, yeah, I will give it a free piece. Um, now we completely forgot about Rick and Morty. Um, uh, I think they went on like a, a hiatus for a little bit. I I don't know, but they hadn't been recent episodes. Um, yeah, I think they have now dropped three episodes. So I think there's eight episodes out now. Um, I watched all of them. Um, they were what fine. Because I've I've watched up to um, oh dang it was the last. Episode. I think the last episode I watched was where um, ah that was it. Rick stopped caring about his villains. And then and so then you know, what? You know how he has you know how he fights Ocean Master. Yeah, and he goes to therapy and the therapist says to him, "All right, just ignore them all." So there's piss piss masters <laughs> yeah yeah and then jerry becomes like a superhero yeah yeah i think that's the last episode i watched as well okay, perfect we're the same we're the same yeah thing, i think that was episode eight i'm, ch- I'm oh, trying i'm trying to play it up gosh. now and check um yeah do you know what yeah rick and morty's again is another one. Oh, they even just dropped a new episode rick and morty's oh, nice. another another one that like it takes me a while to appreciate on first viewing i don't love it um yeah episode nine so i'm probably gonna watch that after we finish recording as well um yeah right now i'm a free piece um i feel like i need to go back and watch it again and you know see if like my rating improves or my enjoyment factor it goes up 
Uh, especially like when I'm watching it late at night, I'm not, I'm not like maybe like in the most focused m- mode. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but yeah. I think yeah, free piece. I, like I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm glad to have it back because it's amusing. It is something that I enjoy. It is entertaining, and um, yeah, hopefully they keep on cranking out solid episodes. What would you okay. rate the episodes you've seen so far? Um, I give them a three piece just because. Obviously, we know that Rick isn't um, in his in his like created timeline, so we know he is very much vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But he still appears to pull everything off. So it might just be because he's so resourceful, and he's been in all those situations where yes, he he wasn't really at threat, but still, he was able to persevere. I think that's just carried on. Even so, as in he's more mortal, yet he's still he's still able to do basically Rick stuff. Mm. Um, so obviously the latest episode um, with uh, you know Piss Master and Ocean Master and all these other people, right? It just it's one of those things that he has a hard time with letting things go. As in, uh, we obviously we saw um, with with his wife's death how you know he disregarded basically every other Rick in existence. He was also killing off Ricks and stuff like that. This is this is what we figure out at the end of season five. Is mm. this, are we in season five or season six now? This is season six. All right, cool. So at season five, we see that, you know, he's he basically, he created the count. Well, he helped create the Citadel, um, X, Y, Z, created his own Council of Ricks. By the one Rick that ended up killing um, Beth mom. So through all that, we know that he's had a hard time of letting things go, especially the people who've wronged him, um, especially this one Rick who he's been looking for all this time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he did that therapy. And I, I, I guess it goes without saying that, um, you know, some people do need to go through therapy just to iron out issues. Uh, obviously, people have a lot of underlying issues that they need to um, they need help with. Yeah. Um, other people not so much, or it might be very minor, so they're able to you know overcome it on their own. But it shows that Rick. I mean, finally, when Rick let go, he realized that actually, do you know what? I'm fine to let things go because I don't have to tackle every single problem. And again, he he always goes around like he's a god or anything like that, right? So it's always like you're you're beneath me basically, but. Have you realized that in every time Rick and Morty, even though things are beneath him or feels things are beneath him, he still takes it on? Yeah. Um, like he'll still create, like, for example, when it came to um, Snowball or stuff, or whatever his name is, the dog, right? He was like, well, uh, fine, you guys are going to great later, but I'm going to make you this helmet. I'm going to make a dog this helmet anyway. The dog ended up becoming super smart and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, blah, blah. So even the, with the most minor things that he says is minor, he will still involve himself in it and it ends up being bigger than everything else. And then, you know, he either has to jump ship, goodbye, go to a different planet or what have you, or sort of a different um, universe or what have you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was just nice seeing that he let go. I'm so specific about the final episode, I mean, about the latest episode that's out. I'm sorry, episode eight. Sorry. Um, you know, he let things go. Jerry, <laughs> being Jerry, obviously took charge of all stuff, but. Um, I, and became a superhero stuff like that, like literally like uh, like Rick and Morty's Iron Man in inverted commas. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was, I think it was just nice to see Rick go through some sort of um, personal growth mm-hmm. because I don't think he's been through that at all with his personal growth. Do you know what I mean? So it's taken a long while to see him becoming who he is. I mean, I mean becoming this vulnerable, I guess. So that was good. Mm. Um, overall, I'll give the season. I'll give season six uh, three piece. Nice, calm. All right, I am excited to talk about this next one. Um, yes. So, 
I've been hearing a lot of things about it, seeing a lot of hype. We're right now we're in the middle of the World Cup. Japan's doing extremely well in the World Cup, and they obviously dropped this uh, football uh, football anime right at the perfect time for it to get the most exposure. Um, the Japanese um, the Japanese national team are actually wearing uh, a uniform inspired by Blue Lock. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about Blue Lock. Uh, me and Martin have binged watched nine episodes in the last twenty four hours. Um, it was a very enjoyable watch. Um, I think if I was still super super into football like I was, maybe like ten years ago, this would have been like like amazing to me. It still is pretty solid. Uh, I'm gonna give you a free piece. Um, I think you described it best when you said what it was. And I'm going to let yeah. you uh, give your um, comparison. So, yeah, what did you think of Blue Lock and What's Your Rating? Right, yeah. So I I give Blue Lock a uh, uh, three-piece. Um, for me, uh, so I describe Blue Lock as um, high school football meets Squid Games. Mm. And the reason why i say that is because um you have high school kids uh high school footballers who are for the most part like, like, very good at what they do um and they're all strikers of some sort and they are pitted against other strikers 300 of them right at the beginning and it gets whittled down to one so again like squid game there's only one winner right however yep. in this one the way they eliminate each other is through football. So they'll be given different tasks to do. Each task that's completed, they gain certain foods depending on um, on how well they do. Um, they will be given, they'll be awarded different points based on how well they've performed. And now they're doing this tournament thing where um, you have 11, I think it's something like uh, 25 uh, teams of 11 players full of strikers yep. are basically battling out against each other um, to see who becomes basically number one. The whole premise of it is that um, Japan has good areas everywhere except for the one amazing striker. So the whole point of it is to develop this one striker and um, basically send them off to the, to the Japan Japanese uh, national team. Yeah, to try and uh, actually finally win the World Cup. Yeah, the only catch is once you're eliminated from um, Blue from Lock. Blue Lock, Blue Lock is the name of this facility that they can't escape from. They're literally there until one of them becomes number one. Mm -hmm. The catch is that once you are eliminated from Blue Lock, you can no longer be eligible to ever play with a Japanese national team, as in you will never play for a Japanese national team. That's just it. So you can go around playing, you can be the best player in the world, uh, as a Japanese player in the world for any other team in the world, blah, blah, but you'll always be passed up on regardless of, you know, how good you are because you failed Blue Lock. Can, so, I, can, can I give a prediction that is not really a spoiler, yeah? Yeah. But I think, yeah, you know those people that got knocked out in the very first round? Yeah. yeah I think, especially Kira, I think oh, they're going to come back. I think I, they, I think, I think they're going to come back to the end because, like, they gave that kid way too much screen time for him to just be gone. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so Kira is one of the characters we see for who first gets eliminated by Yorichi Sagi, who's the main character. Mm -hmm. um, I like all these characters, to be honest. Um, 
but these characters there's nothing really special about these characters if i was to compare this anime to another one i'd i most likely compare it to in terms of the characters themselves i most likely compare it to um um kuroko no basket mm. and the reason being is that each of these strikers has some sort of ability um i do like how they show each other's abilities also if someone is like game breakingly game breakingly outrageous but you know they just have certain characteristics you have certain strikers who can score goals um like with near 100 accuracy from say 27 yards out or whatever the case is right that's not something to um that's not something just out um outrageous because you in normal football you do see people scoring goals from even the halfway halfway line this and the other i mean i remember a young from um with his own off when he was playing at Manchester United and um, I think Everton as well so there's that um you have super speedsters you obviously uh, Kylian Mbappe is, is like the fastest one of the fastest footballers in the world mm-hmm. um so you do have players like that um you know there's Lionel Messi that they refer to Eric Cantona they refer to yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo they refer to um even is it Noel Noah, who is, I think, a Belgian player? Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I, actually, 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 I actually had to Google him. Well, in, um, in, in this, he's Japanese, but I don't think it's a real player. No, so I Googled no- Noel Noah, and he's, they said he was the best European. He's 23 right now, actually. Um, they said that he was the best European player in the world. So this leads me to, and he's only 23, so this leads me to believe that this is set some, at some point in the future, not so far into, into the future, but enough that um this player who's 23 may be even older than he is now so i'd say maybe so so so, so for so what for what i see noel noah is actually based on a mix between luka modric and griezmann yeah all right then cool yeah because there's no player called as far as i know called noel noah i'm sure of it noel here we go yeah noel noah uh ah oh, it's gone anyway yeah um there he is. Oh, sorry, he's a Dutch footballer. Um, yeah. Also, no, Noel Noah. Oh, maybe it's Noah Lang. All right, cool. Uh, so maybe, so maybe, so maybe I got it wrong there. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe it's no, Noah Lang that I'm getting. I'm getting confused. Yeah, maybe. With. Yeah, that's somewhat different. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you can scratch that. But <laughs> like I said, it's, it's, it's interesting to see um, how all these players, you know. Yes, they're all strikers, but they, they each have their own thing. For example, um, Yoichi Sagi, who's the main character, he is very good at his spatial awareness. It's sort of like he sees the field from a top-down point of view, so he's able to see who's making these superb runs uh, for me to pass the ball to, um, who is it around me that I can basically distribute the ball to. Right? So that's him. He's like, um, he's very much a team player. So like he likes to he, he passes the ball instinctively, yeah, uh, but he can he can shoot as well. And obviously, they're all striving to be the best striker in the world. Um, you have other players like, um, for example, Hyoma uh, Chigiri, uh, who is, um, I think he's either, he's either got pink hair or red hair. Um, Chigiri's got pink hair. They call him Missy. Missy, that's it. So um, with him, he's actually, a spe- he's actually a speedster. But he was holding back because of his knee, because he had a previous knee injury, so he's never been running at hundred percent. But you see him running at hundred percent, and he's just rapid. Yeah. Um, you have um, Jingo Raichi, who is um, 
right now we just see him as a hothead so a bit like Bakugo from uh, I was good I, I was just gonna say that he just reminds because he's got the the, um, the sharp teeth as well exactly exactly and he's just a, he's just a hothead but then you have really interesting characters like um, Meguru Bachira who is the best way to describe he's like he's like a, a, he's a skill player yeah um, he, so he's, he, he, he's, he's the messy he's the messy of the group isn't it messy, yeah so you have that there and um so basically the reason i mentioned all these characters names is just to show you just how all these different strikers are as in not everyone's a complete striker yet you have some that can score some that you know pass the ball around some that are just brutish and bullish and just you know outmuscle anyone so you do have a mixture of that so they're all strikers all aiming to be number one so as you can imagine some of the strikers have to be in goal some of the strikers have to be defenders some of the strikers have to be midfielders and all and all sorts but they all have to strive together in order to basically become number one and one last thing um one of the characters um his name is ego as ingo jimpachi i believe that's his name what, what the um the the, the guy the guy off. that's like in charge of the squid games yes. yeah yes. He, he's a cunt still <laughs> like, um do you know what yeah, yeah. another thing that made me laugh here when i saw the guy called kira i was like i can't trust this guy yeah like yeah, any, I can, any any character called kira you can't trust uh, yeah i just can't <laughs> trust you i can't trust There's you like I've, I've been i've been um scarred by death note oh i hear that <clears> i hear that yeah, so even so, even with Ego Japachi, who's who's responsible for this whole tournament, right? This whole um, project, even with him, he says that there will be times that I will pit you against each other. So it's again like Squid Games. Yes, you can sort of be in teams of people to help you win, but at the same time, at any moment in time, a deal can be struck with them, or whatever the case is, yeah. and they will betray you. So that's why it's got that whole Squid Game element to it. But mm -hmm. it's it's nice because it's not as if. Um, you know, characters, no character gets bloodied unless the, also the ball gets blasted in their face and, you know, they yeah. bleed from that. There's no threat of death like yeah, Squid exactly. Game. There's, there's no death, there's no, no one's, you know, game baseball bat bats and trying to bash each other's heads and all that kind of stuff. No, this is all anime based on football and they get eliminated through football. So it's a good watch. Um, this has been highly recommended by Micah for time. Yeah, it has. And, yeah, we, we just didn't get onto it. And I have a few friends as well in another group chat that have to talk about Blue Lock. But honestly, after after finally watching it, I, I need I need the whole season to be out like now. <laughs> yeah. I just watch the whole and, and, the whole thing one and, go. It's, and, it's that good and I highly recommend it. And that's like why I said I give it three piece. That's why the anime freshman had their like football event and they called it Blue Lock. And that, yeah. that was actually a pretty good event as well, you know. Like I'm looking forward to do some more. Um Tokyo Social is pretty cool. Like I might go there for my birthday. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I might do that and see who's about and uh, yep. just go there because it was just a nice little vibe, innit? Yeah. Um, I, I saw the videos even even uh your missus also having a go at it. Mate, she was better than me. I was like that first round yeah, I lost in it and she was killing it. So the second mm -hmm. one, yeah, I had to I had to, you know, Drop the leg weights and I had to like proper get in, get into it and I I, sm I smashed the second round. I won the whole thing the second time round. But the All first thing is that you know you know if if your kids are good at football, right? It's it's because of her, not you. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. But yeah, no, nah, I was I was vexed. She, she was she was making me look stupid, and like she doesn't even play football. And yeah. even though I haven't played football in years, yeah, you know when you still think you've got the techers, like mm -hmm. 
yeah, on one of the rounds, yeah, I got like 50 points and she got like 475. And Bruh, I was just like, she just, she murked you. But the one caveat I will add though, yeah, and now that I remember, yeah, we set her level at beginner and all of us were set at intermediate. So I'm a, I'm gonna put that as, I don't care. I'm gonna put that as one of the reasons why. But like I said, second round, yeah, I was like, you know what? I got to start bouncing around. I got juggy. I got to take my first touch. Yeah, second round, I was moving. I was, I, I killed everybody. I smashed it. Mm. But yeah, that good, first good, round good. was abysmal. Like she, in some of the rounds, yeah, she beat all the guys. She Damn. got the highest. She got that. She didn't win overall. But in some of the rounds, she beat all the guys. She had the highest score in some of the rounds. So, yeah, mad. But, yeah, nice. no. Nah. Um, so, that's me done, I think. Uh, what have we missed from what you've been watching, Mr. Martin? All right, then. So, um, I'm still watching, um, you know, my, my main animes. Um, so, what to talk about is Bleach, um, Thousand Year Blood War, episode nine. So, in this episode, um, we see Shisui become the squad one captain yeah also this bit that we've been anticipating for so long especially for those who've already seen the um read the manga, read the manga will know that captain unahana is the original kenpachi she's and, a filth beast um and huak compared the first ever group of um like the first ever iteration of the gote 13 to be bloodthirsty killers and we now see why with Unahana. In fact, um, if you've watched any of Bleach, you would know that it's been hinted um, several times over that Shisui, um, and again, his name escapes me, this captain of the long hair is always sick. With Again, he's the other one who's got twin... Um, is it Yukitaki? I think it's Yukitaki, yeah. I yeah. was getting confused with... Um, with uh, ah, I call it, yeah. Ukitake, yeah. So... Um, th- if if you've seen, especially if you've seen the, um, uh, I think it's like the doppelganger, um, Gote Thirteen um, fillers, right? You see that every time they come across Unahana, it's someone they des- they desperately do not want to fight under any circumstances. Yeah. Because Captain Unahana, as we've learned in Episode Nine, is someone who's mastered various forms and uh, of um, of um, fighting styles, uh, Kenjutsu fighting styles. Yeah. Uh, I think it's something like 80 styles or 80,000 styles, something like that, right? And she is literally a born killer. So before she was the, the healer that we know and, you know, the friendly face that we know, when her, when she becomes serious, she's scary. Like, yeah. like even, even see it, yeah, she is hella scary. And she's not only good at martial arts, but she's super quick as well. Um... And like I said, like we know, she's the first Kenpachi too. Um, and so she relinquished her Kenpachi title from squad 11 to then go to squad, I believe squad 6 or squad 4. I think it's squad, I think it's squad 6. Anyway, um, so in this episode, we see her fight against um, Kenpachi. And it's hinted that one of them will have to die. Yep. Um, and this is Kenpachi's training. And this is her trying to get Kenpachi to be at his strongest because right now we know Kenpachi likes to play about with his um, with his prey, let's say, until he gets to the verge of almost dying and then he unleashes everything because he now feels that sense of urgency. So Unohana is now trying to get him to be like that right at the beginning of fights uh, for bas- to basically be at his strongest right from the get-go. Yeah. So that's the trade that's happening. But it's a brutal one because they are 
um, basically at the base level of Soul Society, where no one else goes to except criminals. And even in this space, the space that's given to them is so that they could just duke it out. No holes barred. Yeah, and, um, and, and with no, no fears of the strain Soul Society. Exactly. So this is a very, very exciting bit. Um, I'm sure it'll last two, three episodes. Um, but, well, we've already got one episode, so probably another episode or two to go with this one. But mm. we will see just how strong um, Kenpachi will become. I cannot wait for Kenpachi to say... I cannot wait for Kenpachi to say Mankai. Oh, my oh. God! Like, that is going to break anime Twitter, man. Oh, it's gonna be juicy. hundred percent. And also right at the end of this episode we, we see that um the next place for Ichigo and um um Renji. Renji to go to will be the person who created Sampakto. Yeah. Um so that be that's also a good one to look forward to. And lastly, can I just say just 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 a little bit um that um i actually appreciate how black characters or characters of color are, are sort of portrayed in bleach because yeah. like, like the designs are also cool uh even the villains that like, the designs are really really cool um and they don't shy away from from characters with afros or you know whatever hairstyles that they have so yeah yeah that's just that's just uh an aside from me um one that i'm also um what continue to watch is reincarnated as a sword um uh, so i'm behind on that one you know i hadn't watched it in weeks and okay. um i was i'm on episode seven. Oh yeah so uh before we move uh, uh, shadow skill 33 says that don't forget hits the guys adult form do you know what yeah that uh, is going to also yeah. break the internet because do you know how many women in the anime fandom love Hitsugaya and that's him as a child so when he becomes a grown-up here he is going to and the thing is yeah like he's drawn super sexy anyway like it looks it looks it looks cold listen hide listen if your wife hide your wives don't let your wife watch Hitsugaya turn into a man or for that week you are going to lose your wife you're going to lose your partner because they're just going to be all up in Hitsugaya. It's over. But then, yeah. in saying that, yeah, when they do that Yoruchi, that Yoruchi transformation, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, listen, I my you. wife, my wife, <laughs> I hide, hide you, you will have to not see me for a whole day because <laughs> I am going to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. Um, yeah, so, no, it's good. It's really good. And also, lastly, um, if there's one more transformation I want to see, and that's the uh, that's the fox captain again. Name escapes my mind. Um, uh, I don't say Konohamaru, but I don't think that's right. Uh, Konohamaru. Yeah. From Naruto. Yeah, I, I, but I, I'm not pretty sure that's not right. Um, it's it's really it's really not. What is his name? He's like he's like he's the only captain like no one even remembers like remember him because he has a fox face <laughs> yeah but you don't remember his name nah nah you don't which is unfortunate I'm because to find like, he's a decent character he's always there right we're like he's always done like you know crazy stuff especially with his bankai just being ridiculously big um sajin uh Kumamura. there you go i was close to the konohamaru nope. <laughs> all right cool so yeah, there we go. Even Kosha scores said his name is Komura. Thank you. Yes. So yes, 
Kamara's his transformation is another one to. to yeah, see. there's a lot of transformations coming out that are going to be kind of OP, you know. Exactly, exactly. So yes, let's look forward to it. Um. Um. So all right, back to the other anime I watched. So um, it reincarnated as a sword. Episode ten. Fran is separated from a teacher. Um, so without him, she can't cast spells or abilities. No. So this is a very interesting uh, dilemma that she's in. I wonder how she will uh, escape it. I'm hoping it's a case where because she's been leveling up with this with her sword well, skills, senpai, the sword, yeah, that she's inherently also picked up some skills of her own without even her knowing. So I'm yeah, she if that's the case, she just needs to find a weapon. Like once she's got a, a blade in her hand. She will at yeah. least be able to fend for herself quite well. I'm yeah. on episode seven, so I've just got past the um, where they've just defeated that goblin demon thing that they were fighting. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, I I will be catching up. All right, cool. So you have another three three to four episodes, depending on if you know when when you've caught up before before the new episode uh, drops. Mm. Um, the next one that I that I sort of note is Spy Family season two episode ten. This is the start of the underground tennis tournament and reading the manga, it was really cool to see because you don't just have regular people playing. These people are either aces or they have something up their sleeves or they've taken some drugs and stuff like that. So it shows just how athletic both Twilight and Nightfall are. Mm -hmm. So expect to see more from that. Nice. Uh, I am literally on episode 21. I've got like five minutes left and I want to watch episode 22. So okay. I'll be up to date on that by end of today. Okay. Um, so next one of note is To Your Eternity, Season 2, Episode 5. Mm-hmm. Um, where, well, I'm up to date on Episode 7. By Episode 5, it's a really interesting concept because um, Kahaku, who is one of the descendants of... Um, uh, let's see. He's one of the descendants that killed Parona, um, who, again, Fushi takes the form of. Um, asks Fushi to be his wife in that form. So, um, obviously, Kaku is obviously infatuated with her, but once Kaku realizes that it was his ancestor that killed Perona, um, he sort of, you know, backtracks what he says, actually understands that actually, yeah, it can never be the case because one, Fushi, Fushi is Fushi, uh, first and foremost. Um, we know that he has the ability to copy a dead person but he can't animate a dead person unless he's had uh, an interaction with them an actual interaction with them um so yeah this was this just brought you know a, a very interesting take on i guess maybe sexuality in a way for me purely because um fushi is someone who you mean it's a space rock right that's that's mm-hmm. what fushi is but Fushi takes on the form of mainly the form of the boy who had um, who had an injury. Um, takes on the form of a dog, bear, um, Perona in this um, in this uh, example. So, yeah, just a very interesting concept of sexuality and whether Fushi even identifies as anything other than Fushi with the appearance of whoever he or whoever I say he because mainly Fushi is in the boy's form. Yeah. So whoever he takes on but obviously i'm sure people say they whatever they um oh and lastly that i figured out is um well i discovered by myself that utada hikaru sings the theme song uh pink blood for um for to your eternity and if anyone doesn't know who know who utada hikaru is she is the main person who sang the kingdom hearts songs so both um so both 
Sanctuary. Um, other one was uh, I'm doing it off the top of my head. You have so you have Sanctuary. You have um, oh the names have escaped me. But basically, she's the go-to person. She was the go-to person to do all three songs for Kingdom Hearts. So Kingdom Hearts one, two, and three, she did all the songs for. Mm. Um, and I'm a massive fan of hers. Um, so for me to discover that actually she also sang this song Pink Blood for To Eternity is uh, yeah, I just thought it was really cool. Ah, Simple and Clean is the other one. So Kingdom Hearts one and two, Sanctuary and uh, Simple and Clean. Nice. Um, this is the third one that she sang um, for Kingdom Hearts three as well. Nice. Um, so. Uh, me being bored and just sort of looking at what, what was what else was there to offer. I've watched Trevor Nova Trevor Noah's I Wish You Would um on Netflix. Yeah. Um it's just um it's this sort of this new um special where he talks about visiting his visiting his dad in Germany. Um I think I think it's it's Switzerland actually, is that Swiss? Is that right? If you're from if you're from Switzerland, you're Swiss. If you're from Sweden, you're I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, you're from Sweden. If you're from Sweden, if you're from Sweden, you're Swedish. If you're from Switzerland, you're Swiss. Swedish, hey, Swiss. All right, yeah. perfect. Thank you. Yeah. So it's that Swiss. So again, talking about you know his personal experiences. Um, he had a joke which I found super funny, which was uh, when he was in South Africa. He grew up with this. I'm not going to say the the full drug. I'm going to paraphrase what he says very briefly. Um, he had a friend who was Indian. Uh, grew up together. Blah blah. Um, so basically, Tremonoa became an expert in ordering Indian food. So he goes to he goes to um, Indian um, restaurants in uh, Scotland. The guy who serves them is Indian, right? So Trevor Noah decides to put an Indian accent. Starts ordering everything in Indian, like proper, like perfect pronunciation, everything like that. The Indian guy goes to him um, in, in, in a Scottish accent. I am not going to do a Scottish accent. I will butcher it 100%. But mm-hmm. he goes, sorry, can you repeat that, please? Because um, can you talk a little slow for me, please? Like a proper thick Scottish accent. And Joe's like, uh, <laughs> you know, because the whole part of the joke is that he went to order for the table and his British friend um, was basically like, you know, I'm not going to mess up the order and blah, blah. Because Trevor Noah was, was trying to allude to the fact that he's just going to order some any old thing with like no seasoning at all, yeah. no spiciness at all, that stuff. So he was like, "No, you're going to eat properly today." At the end of the anyway, at the end of it, the punchline is uh, the Indian guy was actually then started talking to Trevor Noah in an Indian accent. Blah blah. I was like, "Ah, I got you, I got you." Blah blah. <laughs> so that was that was the joke. Um, but anyway, very good um, special. It's only an hour long. Um, highly recommend it. I give it a half chicken because I have heard some jokes. I've heard him say the same jokes before, but in a different way. Um, mm. so, I, so I sort of knew what to expect over that. But I also think that because we have a shared culture as well, it was easy to sort of pick up on what he would have said. Um, next one is Shaka, which is a Netflix short story about Shaka Zulu, which came out in 2021. Um, so this is no longer that, say, maybe. 15 20 minutes long okay um just talking about the story of shaka zulu i listened to it in um i don't know if the language itself is zulu but it's a zimbabwean um dialect uh dialect yes and it's a zimbabwean um um production as well um but yeah it was just really cool to see and you know uh, learn a bit about Shaka Zulu himself who became a great leader in you know he had he had an empire actually in in Africa and uh, western Africa so yeah that was really cool to learn from it um next one is 
Is That Black Enough For You, which is a 2022 um, production um, based on, oh, sorry, um, created by Elvis Mitchell, who is a culture critic and historian and traces the evolution and revolution of black cinema from its origins to impactful films of the 1970s. Mm -hmm. So you have people like Lawrence Fishburne, um, people like um, Samuel Jackson, as well as, you know, a lot, a lot of accomplished black um, actors and actresses who voice their, or give voice to um, their experiences in um, in film and in Hollywood. Um, you know, you have people that have lived in the 60s. So for them, the first time they saw a black character, for example, in cinema, they were absolutely ecstatic to see because usually they, they always see a white person or they'll see, um, you know, the, the stereotypes of the day as well yeah. of black people. So for them, when they saw like, oh, there's an actual black guy in this film and blah, blah, so there's an all black cast, this, that, and the other, um, you know, it basically helped them with their careers and inspired them to become actors themselves. So that was pretty cool. Mm, um, no, definitely. So with that one, I give a uh, three piece. Mm -hmm. um, I do recommend you watch it again. I mean, every time we can recommend something, it doesn't matter what's going to well, go watch it for the sake of watching it. If you enjoy it, enjoy it. If not, then you know not to watch it again. Boom. <laughs> mm, yeah, um, straight up. Yeah. Next, I watched um, Wendell and the sorry, Wendell and Wild, which is a Netflix show that came out in 2022. So this is a production by. Um, uh, so I think it's directed by Henry Selick um, from a screenplay written by both him and Jordan Peele, um, who's also also one of the producers, and um, stars Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele as the titular characters with um, Angela Bassett, Lyric Ross, James Hong, and Vin Rains. Um, so essentially, it's a story about a girl who blames herself for the death of her parents, and all she wants to do is you know, basically get her parents back. But in order, but in order to do that, um, she sort of contracts with some demons, mm -hmm. um, and that leads to a whole host of issues. So... That's the very basic synopsis of the of the um, film. Um, I will give it a quarter chicken. Okay. Animation styles. The animation style reminds me a little bit of um, of um, Nightmare Before Christmas. However, um, I guess I I, I don't really know. Maybe it's the writing. Maybe it's just the way I felt about the character. It just felt like there's more to be desired, basically. Mm. But I think if you, I mean, as a as a kid, if you watch this, um, you will find it enjoyable. Um, you'll definitely find it enjoyable. Um, you know, for example, the main character she goes off to um, uh, her name's her name's Cat. Uh, so Cat uh, bounces around the place um, because she's in foster care, but ends up going to to a uh, a boarding school and in that school that's boarding school is an all-girls school by the way but you do have one character who is transitioning from um female to male mm -hmm. um and the, actually i actually like that character that character ends up um, i think the character's name is rio so he ends up being the um like, like, like a good like a, a good friend basically like you know helped cat with resurrected her family even though she was going to get shagged by the demons 
um, helps preserve the family, looks after the family and stuff like that, and actually helps to save the day as well. So, yeah, I mean, as as if you're, I mean, I say definitely give a sorry, definitely let your kids watch this. Um, also, you can be in a room with them. Um, but it's a, it's a good one. And there may be some things in there that might, that might scare them. Um, you know, if they don't like skeletons and all that stuff, but the skeletons themselves aren't scary like that. Like I said, it's the same vein to um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'll give that, yeah, I'll probably give that a half chicken. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, next I watched was uh, Jazz Band's Blues, which is um, a Netflix production that came out in 2022. It is created or I think produced by um, Tyler Perry. I think produced and directed by Tyler Perry. Okay. And stars Joshua Boone, Amira Van, Celia Pfeiffer, um, Austin Scott and Ryan Eggold. And um, it's set in 1987. Sorry. So initially it's set in 1987 when an elderly lady visits um, um, Attorney General, Attorney General, sorry, of uh, Georgia. But the story actually starts before that in 1947. Um where a character named Bayou Blackman falls in love with um, a mixed race um, girl, Leanne, um, so mixed race that she she's basically white passing. Mm-hmm. So there's all that to play in that. Um, so it it talks about, I guess, political ideologies as well as just what, how the times were like back in those days. Um, I give it a half chicken. Nice. Um, I give a hard chicken because obviously it does highlight the, I guess, racial issues of that time. But it was also a nice production because you actually saw a man come from, you know, being in the bayou. Uh, I mean, <laughs> hence, hence the name, being in the bayou, um, going through all sorts of family issues, you know, having a, a, a brother who's jealous of him, that kind of thing. And it's a su- success. And just how all of that unfolds. Um, if you if you don't know who Tyler Perry is, he's someone who does a lot of family dramas, especially around black people. So, yeah, um, it's expected to be in that sort of vein, but um, yeah, nevertheless, pretty good. Um, half again, I'll give it a half chicken. Um, what else am I watching? Um, yeah, other than that, there's TMNT two, Secret of the Ooze, but no, no, I don't think you've seen that yet, have you? Still have not finished that movie. Um, oh, okay. I definitely will get to it because obviously you know it's one of your favorite uh, movies. What well, is yeah. the sequel of one of your favorite it, movies? It, it is. It is the favorite. So I, before I said um, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film, right? Actually, it was the second one that it was the second one that was my favorite one because that's the one that has the rap in it as they're fighting the two um, the two mutants. So. That is what I stuck in my head. I remember going to like back in the day where you could uh, rent uh, videos, videotapes. Um, mm. This was in Ghana, so it wasn't a blockbuster as well. Back in back uh, in the olden days when we had to go blockbusters and rent videos. Uh, it, it wasn't that long ago, but it was long enough that you know, especially younger listeners now, they'll be like, "What rent 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 videos? What is that?" Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> what's this? The Netflix subscription? Yeah. Oh, Blockbuster, you've gone under, but, you know, all you had to do was just take Netflix and then now this would have happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just change your business model, it's small. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. We have some questions, but I think we'll leave the questions to the next recording as well because I think it'll be pretty lengthy. What questions? questions? 
So we have some, a few questions of the day. We have six in all. But we can leave them to the next recording when we get when we have more people on the on the yeah, say that to the next recording. All right, so like yeah. I said, uh, we might not be as regular as we once was just because life is going to be a bit hectic. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll be almost, in a sense, taking almost like a hiatus. So if for whatever reason we haven't dropped an episode in a while, uh, you can check out some of our friends. So first up, you've got Who's Next Game, Who's Next Podcast, uh, featuring my good friend Seth over in... And again, I, I felt like I was about to say it wrong. Uh, New Orleans. Uh, then you've got Nerds, the podcast. Uh, check out Jesse, Uncle Aaron, and Wasteland Batman, aka James. Uh, they do a lot more talking on the gaming side of things. Uh, then you have Heroes of Noise, good friend of ours. Um, check them out. They're not as regular at the moment either, but that's because they've got a lot going on. Uh, Pop culture leftovers. If you want all your pop culture news and entertainment, Go check them out. Then Brian and Jake do an absolutely fantastic job of breaking our trailers, gossip, uh, reviewing a lot more movies than we do. Because, um, I, I don't know, they're just crackheads. Like, they can watch, like, 10 different things in a week and I'm here struggling to watch two. Uh, so go check them guys out. We also have uh, The Real Zodiac, The Seal It Cast, my good buddy and my Dallas Cowboys uh, brother in Kova go check out the scenic cast they've also now added Stephanie Chapman who's a legit person that like she's featured on uh, Pop Culture Leftovers a lot of times and now she's found like a, a podcasting home so if you want to hear opinions and stuff go check her out there and then you've got Movies from the Heart from a good friend Paul Hart um, and my f- oh I nearly forgot someone we've got Vintage Geeks with Joe Prime another one of my Cowboys buddies and then if you want a podcast that solely talks anime and solely gives their opinions on different animes and different anime topics like who are the best waifus um you know the older adage who can beat goku um go and check out the anime freshman podcast all these guys are on pod, um, apple Podcasts. i'm pretty sure on spotify wherever you want to listen to, uh, find your podcasting apps from go search shout these guys and girls um and then, yeah, if we are on a break, um, which, like I said, you know, we might not be able to record every weekend. Like today, we're recording on a weekday. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go check them out. Give them a listen. Tell them who sent you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully. That's, that's friend. Yes. Hopefully after April, January, March, April, maybe in May, we will back to a regular weekly uh, recording. Um, because by that time, I would have moved into my new place um, and I will have a wife because um, getting married and I'll be able to say, wife, go make me a sandwich. <laughs> and then I'll probably and get slapped in, slap I'll, yeah, I'll probably get slapped in the face. But uh, yeah, so, um, you know, that's one of the reasons why we might not be as regular as, as, regular as we have been in the past. Um, what movie is coming out on Christmas? Cheers, um, oh Shadow Skills. Boy, good question. Isn't God not, 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 not Guardians? Seen. Um, so uh, just to read what uh, Shadow Skill sent us. Uh, by the way, Shadow Skill is like our number one fan of the chats right now. <laughs> yeah, man, he's been he's um, been he's been amazing to have in the chat, man. Like yeah, those guys that are just lurking, yeah. This is this is what makes us happy when people are talking because then we can talk back to you and we can actually plug your shit as well. So if for those that are listening on the, gonna be listening on the podcast. Go to twitch.com or twitch.tv, type in forward slash shadow skill free free and go give him a follow as well. 
and check him out. He was last playing, um, I believe he was last playing Gotham Knights, which I played about seven hours and I've not got back to because Football Manager came out. So uh, <laughs> I will get back to, yeah, he's playing Gotham Knights. So I will get back to um, Gotham Knights at some point. Um, I still need to review that for Bosch Gamer. I'm not Bosch Gamer. Um, what's that's, his thing called again? Uh, he's got a new channel. His, I can't remember what his new channel is called. But uh, yeah, man. Um, so we will be doing stuff. Um, there, I'm pretty sure there's another big film coming around Christmas. Avatar, duh. Um, so we will probably be, we will probably do a, a, an episode for Avatar two. Hopefully, get the rest of the guys on. Is there nothing Marvel or DC related dropping? Out? Is that it? Are we done for the year? Um, maybe because I mean, I don't know if it's going to be Christmas, but I know there's a few DC animated films that are coming out. Like, like I'm trying to watch. Um, let me go over my my. Notes. Do you know what? I yeah, I w- said um, definitely check out Marvel Midnight <sighs> Suns as well. I want to because that's a tactical game. Like it's um almost like Final Fantasy Tactics, but like I ain't paying forty fifty pounds. Like I've not heard a lot of good things about this game. Basically, like the reviews aren't blowing my socks off. So yeah. uh, okay, he said Black Panther was the last hero film of the year. So that's no more MCU stuff then. Um, I thought so. I'm pretty sure there was another big film. Avatar is one. What's missing? Oh, we've got um. Well, it's not that technically going to be a cinematic release, but we get Glass Glass Onion. I think that drops on the twenty third or Christmas Day, so we'll review that. So we will definitely have at least one recording before the year's out, and then you know we'll be a little bit more sporadic in twenty twenty three just to start. Um, I do want to get like Seth back on. I do want to get Rodimus back on. Like Rodimus right now is streaming on the Discord. Um, some um wow um world of warcraft um so i'm probably gonna jump and have him in the background so i can have a look like i've always wanted to play wow but i've just never had like a good enough computer to do it because like wow is like like a nerds a nerds mecca in it like it's one of those things that like if you're a nerd you'd have played wow if you're a nerd you'd have watched certain things you know what i mean so uh, back in the day you didn't need to have a good pc to play it because and the graphics were still good so mm. I don't think it's changed so much that um, you need to have the like the best running PC. By saying that, you've now got an Alienware PC. Now, yeah, so I do. So I could PC. I could now yeah. actually play it, but um, I want it to. I want to wait for it to come on console because um, didn't Microsoft just buy WoW recently? And they're just waiting. For, I'm just waiting for them to like do that like console port, and then uh, I will jump on it and uh, I'll have to play with him. Um, but yeah nothing else from me thanks for listening thanks to everyone that came through in the stream uh shadow skill 33 um we had Ronald's prime in here we had uh cm gospel was up in here as well um and uh that was it that those that made themselves known to us that was it um but yeah so without further ado martin thank you for joining me as always and uh say bye to the people Bye, everyone. Catch you next time. And thanks for joining us in the group chat. Shout skill. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will. I, I, I can't say catch you next week, but we will catch you again before 2022 finishes. Um, and for whatever reason, if we don't, um, hope 2022 has been a good year for you and 2023 is even better. Uh, Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. And without further ado, that is us. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>